today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Cases continue to rise in Ontario, well, right across the country, but Ontario obviously is a major concern to us. Uh, the numbers are not as bad in London. Uh, we talked to uh, Dr. Chris Mackey, of course, about the London numbers just a little while ago, and uh, they're, they're concerning, but not nearly as bad as what's going on in Hamilton right now. Uh, well, we could be actually on the brink of a, a lockdown situation. Dr. Elizabeth Richardson, the chief medical officer of health for the city, says that it's crucial now that people who are not following public health measures start doing so. I'm concerned by the number of people who are still going about their daily lives like nothing is going on. And I am concerned that if the numbers continue to increase as they have been, that we will without a doubt be moving into the grey or lockdown part of the provincial framework. Uh, which is where we don't want to go. Absolutely don't want to go there. Joining us to talk about this is Paul Johnson. Paul is the Director of Emergency Services for the COVID-19 pandemic for the City of Hamilton. Uh, Paul, thanks so much for the time. Glad you could be with us today. Glad to be with you too, Bill. Bill? I'm really concerned about these, and I know you've talked about this, uh, well, since March, Paul, about what was going on here and the way these numbers kind of rise. Uh, I know the mayor we talked about earlier this morning, he's very concerned about this. Uh, we may well be in a situation where we have to go into lockdown mode, and uh, I don't know that anybody, I hope nobody wants to go down that road again, but if the numbers continue to rise, is, is it inevitable that this is going to happen? So where we are trending now, uh, absolutely. I mean, you heard uh, Dr. Richardson yesterday in, in her uh, press briefing about as, as serious and uh, and as clear with the community uh, in terms of, of trending negatively as I've heard her since the very early days of this uh, pandemic. It is not, uh, you know, this is, this is a trend that is going in absolutely the wrong direction. We're over 70 per 100,000. Um, remember, to go into red, we needed to be around 40 per 100,000. So uh, we are deep into the 70s, almost a doubling of that bill. So to to those that were hoping we were on the cusp of heading back into orange, um, we're so far away from that as we sit here this this week that now we're, you know, in that very, you know, the, you ask the question, like, what do people need to do? The answer is some of this may be taken away from us in terms of decision making. Uh, lockdown may be uh, the next stage that we're going to. And then a lot of the things that we've been asking people to do naturally and doing of their own accord, uh, that will just simply be put in place for people. And it's not where we want to be because that does have an impact on the economy and people's ability to involve themselves in community. But uh, the numbers we're seeing of positivity rates above 3%, uh, looking at the outbreaks we have in our community, which are driven by what's happening in our community. Um, you know, those are all things that are that have us very concerned this week. And your point's well taken, and I want to underscore that if I could, uh, this, that if the numbers continue to rise, this is out of our hands. I mean, and, uh, you know, I don't want anyone blaming, you know, well, the mayor put us into a lockdown. No, it's not. The numbers don't lie. Uh, and, the, and the government and the premier have told us on a daily basis that if the numbers continue to go up, as they did in Peel, that he's going to institute this. And uh, I, I know business people in this community are very upset about this, but uh, and, and individuals are very concerned about what a lockdown might look like, too, because that, that means lineups in front of stores, if stores are even going to be open. There's a lot of stuff that went on in the springtime that we don't want to see repeated. But uh, we're not paying attention here, Paul. That seems to be the, the message here. Uh, that's very true, and and some of you know some of the rise in our numbers are are because of some some large outbreaks, and they, that has no doubt driven it. But it's not enough to say, well, without that, we would have been in the low twenties. The answer to that is is no, we wouldn't have been. And outbreaks are a a uh, 
an outcome often of what's happening in the community. And so all of this together is uh, we're still seeing people, as Dr. Richardson says, really acting and behaving as though nothing is going on still or this thing is finally over, which it isn't. And then the other side is people uh, making poor choices uh, when they have uh, symptoms of something, not getting tested, not isolating themselves and making sure. And by the time they decide, oh, yeah, maybe I should get tested and maybe it is uh, COVID-19, their household has extra cases or they've been at work and there's a workplace generated transmission of this. And and the reality is if you feel ill and you have some of these symptoms, you need to stay, you need to take all these public health precautions very, very seriously, not go to work, not do uh, things like popping into the grocery store and things, get yourself tested. Uh, if if you feel that that's necessary and make sure that uh, that you're not part of uh, of the spread. So those are those things where they're real head scratchers this deep into the pandemic, why people would still say, I'm going to soldier through even though I feel a little sick because, um, you know, that message has been there from day one. If you feel sick, stay at home, uh, stay away from people as best you can and get tested so you can be sure. If it is the common cold, then you know. If it isn't, you haven't been a spreader. But whether it's a common cold or whether it's an early flu bug or whatever it is, uh, you shouldn't be going to work anyway. You shouldn't be going to the store anyway. I mean, long before we we were dealing with COVID, Paul, the message always was, if you have infectious, stay away from people. Uh, yet yet we, we seem oblivious to that now. Well, we are. And, and, yeah, you know, the culture really dictated what we did instead, which was, you know, it was a badge of honor if you go to work when you're sick. You know, that's the person. Look at them. They're awesome. They don't take a day off ever. And, a of course, that was a pretty bad way of living anyways, but it became a cultural norm. Uh, right now, and particularly with the coronavirus, we have to be very cognizant of this. Um, an interesting point that Dr. Richardson made is is in long-term care facilities where you're seeing some of these, these outbreaks or retirement homes. These places really are set up to deal well with outbreaks generally. They have flu outbreaks each year, those types of things. But this thing is a little different. And even the things that you would put in place to deal with the flu may not be tight enough to stop the spread of coronavirus. You have to be so uh, on top of all of the infection prevention and control measures. So there really can't be any gap in the way we do things. So it isn't taking up. And then if we translate that into our social lives, into our own personal lives, you just can't say, oh, I don't feel that bad. I'm going to go to work. You just can't say, well, I'm going to take my mask off for a couple of hours with friends because I'm tired of wearing this thing. Because this this virus uh, finds a way to spread very easily through those, uh, the, those, those pieces of contact that when we let our guard down, uh, offer that opportunity for spread. Well, and, and therein lies the problem. And, and you know, the, the, I know the people that rationalize this and they're saying, well, it's just a long-term care facility problem, and it's not. Uh, I know that yesterday, of course, Dr. Richardson was actually even talking about some 20-year-old, I guess, sadly, that, uh, that contracted the virus was in an ICU. I hope there's going to be a full recovery there but it 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 strikes young and old this this is not something that's just going on in long-term care facilities it's it's tragic what's happening in those facilities but somebody's bringing it in uh and you know and, and visiting people maybe that they shouldn't be visiting or when they shouldn't be visiting things of this nature too we just seem to have dropped the ball and i i still think it's tied to the fact that uh, a vaccine is on the way and we're just thinking yeah we're you know what we're almost at the end of this well but we're not no, for for the majority of people, uh, the vaccine is is uh, many 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 months away, 
And, and so, and even if, uh, you know, we get a first round in the early part of the new year and a few people are getting it, the, those, those really critical workers or critical population, that doesn't mean that Paul Johnson and Bill Kelly can suddenly start walking around without a mask or start uh, socializing with lots of people or going to work when we're sick. That's not what it means. Until we have enough people vaccinated, uh, we're going to be into these measures and they're going to have to continue to go. And particularly as we head through the next four to five months, depending on how soon we get a nice uh, a nice spring our way, we're going to be doing more things inside. That's where this virus loves to spread. It has from day one. Uh, we've been through a period through the spring and summer where we've been outside more. So it's been helpful to this. We're now heading into that period where we're going to be inside more. And we just have to take these, these things very, very seriously. And uh, back to your point about who's getting it. Yes, we understand those that are more at risk. But the reality is we can't say for sure who's at risk and who's not at risk in terms of we do see these outliers that happen. And so uh, I can't say, you know, Bill, this is what would happen to you if you had COVID-19, because we don't know. For you, it could be something mild. For you, it could be something deadly. And that's the reality of, of what's happening. And so when you don't know, when we don't have immunity, when all of us basically are susceptible to this, uh, we have to continue to follow these rules. That is the way we'll make it. My last point, and I make it regularly, is that if we want to stop some of what's happening in our care facilities and our hospitals and other things from happening, we need to get the numbers down in the community. These thousands of people that work in these jobs live in the community. That's where this is spreading, and then it's being brought into these facilities and uh, it's not the worker's fault necessarily, but it's all of us having to make sure that we follow the rules, uh, do what's necessary to stop the spread. What about the repeat offenders? Uh, you know, I, you and I had this discussion a few weeks ago about some of the uh, commercial facilities, restaurants and bars. And, uh, and of course, councils since then, of course, has modified their policy and they're now sh- naming and shaming, I guess is the way one person described it. Uh, but you've got one particular place that, uh, is, I guess, really was the, the, the catalyst for all this, and that, of course, is, is the Crown Cafe. Uh, and I, I understand now, just a couple of days ago, they were cited once more. I mean, these guys just don't seem to care. Uh, they don't. And so, you know, the answer from our enforcement perspective is we'll keep visiting and we'll keep making this harder and harder for them to manage financially because, uh, you know, you get so many fines. Um, it is going to hit your bottom line. Uh, I would say, though, Bill, the other side of this is a lot of the repeat offenders are individual people that we don't have. You know, we do have some bylaws around masking and physical distancing, but we don't have ways of policing people in their own homes. Uh, we don't have ways of them deciding that, uh, you know, when they've, they've got uh, um, uh, symptoms, they're not going to get tested and they're just going to, you know, kind of roll the dice on that. And that's that's where, you know, we've got a lot of people that feel that, that doing some of the measures some of the time is an effective way of dealing with this virus, and that's untrue. So, yes, we will continue to um, squeeze uh, uh, all elements of people who are, are really choosing not to follow the rules. But if you look at the number of businesses that have been charged, it's very, very small. Having that in place won't be the answer to how we keep our numbers down. It's going to take a much broader approach to that, and it's much more about individuals, to be quite honest with you. What about self-enforcement? I mean, when this whole thing started last spring, uh, whether it was the grocery store, the the LCBO, the pharmacy, wherever people were going, there wasn't a whole lot open back in those days, if you recall. Uh, they were diligent about, you know, social distancing, about spacing, you know, the marks on the floor, and, and you'd be there, don't get any closer than that, and, and wiping everything down. Uh, if, if the feedback you're getting from your staff, Paul, as, as you go around the city, are, are they still adhering to that? Are they still being diligent? 
Well, I would say that they're they're adhering to most, but there's just been that little bit of slip. Early on, you're right, everybody was so concerned with doing the the what we thought were the right things and, and knew were the right things. And now there's just a little bit of that. So, you know, our our still is there distancing in terms of lineups and things, absolutely, and our people monitoring numbers, I think I see some of that is all is all of that cleaning and wipe down and, and really the, the diligence around all of it at the same level, I think there's been a little bit of a slip. And this is our, our call for everybody. Some, some things, some of the time is not an appropriate answer. We're not here for a passing grade. We're here for uh, the, the honor list here. We need to be in the much higher percentages. So I think all of us, it's, it's heading towards nine months of this from, uh, from the, when we opened up our emergency operations center almost a year from when public health was first activated around this. We just need to go back personally and uh, in, in businesses and make sure that we're following all of these things. And what I would say, because the good news, if there is good news in this, is that the majority of people are following the rules and the majority of businesses are. We need those folks to start to become stronger ambassadors. And I don't mean that going around and stopping people on the street and having conversations with them, but talk to your friends and families virtually, hopefully, and uh, and and say, let's, let's make sure we're 100% on this. I talk about this at the City of Hamilton almost weekly. I'm sure people are tired of hearing me say it. We have 8,000 employees. We should be ambassadors with all of our families and friends and our networks that we're connected to as employees. We would touch tens of thousands of people. And let's use that power of doing things right uh, to encourage others to do it. Sometimes it's not the Paul Johnson or the Dr. Richardson or the Mayor Fred Eisenberger voice they need to hear. It's the, it's the voice of a friend or a family member. And to be honest right now, Bill, let's use that as a communication technique as well and create good ambassadors out of all those that are doing the right things and hopefully bring a little more, pe- a little more people uh, to that side of the equation. I got about a minute left here, but I just want to go back to the initial part of our conversation here about whether or not we're heading to a lockdown mode, which, as you mentioned, Paul, and I want to repeat for our listeners, it's not your decision, nor the mayor's, nor it's it's going to be a provincial edict, just as it was, it was for Peel and for uh, for Toronto. Uh, what that looks like, just to remind people, I mean, I, I remember there was a huge sigh of relief, I think, generally around the community when we didn't have to line up at stores, you know, to go into to a Winners or to a, a, a Home Hardware or Home Depot or anything like that, where you just walk they were they were head counted but i mean the numbers were a lot bigger the allowance were a lot bigger uh going back to square one like this is like going to be a bitter pill to swallow for an awful lot of people that does mean lineups that does mean only so many people in the store that does mean some places aren't going to be open uh, heading into christmas season uh, that's 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 going to hurt oh it's it's a tremendous backward step and and you're right it's um, you know, we'll know more as the week goes on. We're really hoping that things get better this week and, and we'll stay out of that. But this is talking about no indoor dining. This is talking about non-essential things closing, not having restrictions on them, but closing. It's talking about not having recreational facilities available in almost all cases. So it's not about a constraint, not about fewer numbers. It's actually about full closures. And if people can remember some of what uh, you know, um, uh, March and April and into May look like, uh, it's very much where we're headed back to. So it's, it's not a place we want to be. Uh, and, and, uh, as I say, because of the amount of community spread, uh, this isn't confined to one sector that has to do a better job. It's about all of us doing a better job because I can't think of, um, of wanting to go through the holiday season or any part of the year, uh, in that full lockdown. It's, uh, it's going to really hurt. Absolutely. Paul, as always, thanks for this. Stay well, and uh, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. You bet. Thanks, Bill.
Paul Johnson, Director of Emergency Center for the COVID-19 uh, pandemic response for the city of Hamilton. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.